At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a sh. Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney Time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome, everyone, to the Hank Haney Podcast. It is great to be with you today. One of the things as a golf instructor that I obviously like to do is help people get better at the game of golf. And uh, there are so many different aspects to the game of golf. Where do we start? Well, a good place to start is with the low-hanging fruit. And I always talk about how there are three big keys to the game of golf. If you want to improve, you have to, number one, eliminate penalty shots. Number two, you have to eliminate what I call two chips, two chips, two pitches, two sand shots. Whenever you take more than one shot when you're in close proximity to the green, uh, that is not good. And that's what I call a two chip. And then, of course, you have to eliminate three putts. And three putting is probably the lowest hanging fruit. I mean, uh, you know, maybe you could say the penalty shots because they can add up more than a one at a time with an out of bounds. But three putts are definitely something that plagues most amateur golfers. And even when you look at professional golfers, it's one of the key statistics that I look at is the statistic of three-putt avoidance. If you improve at that statistic, uh, you will find that your scores will come tumbling down. Your handicap will come down. And after all, uh, when you analyze putting, it represents you know, for most golfers, I mean, you know, it's going to vary a little bit, but the percentage, it's about 40% of your shots, regardless of what your, your handicap is, whether you're a professional or a, you know, a hundred shooter, it's probably going to be about 40% of your shots is putting. And then one of the amazing things is, is you, you go to a golf course, you go to a driving range and you look out on the driving range. And there will be, you know, I mean, 10, 15, 20, 30 people out there on the the driving range hitting balls. And there'll be, you know, a a couple people. I mean, one or two, maybe, on the putting green. Even though everybody knows that the quickest way to improve your game is to work on your putting and your short game. 
but I mean, hey, people people like to hit balls and they like to do what what you know makes them happy. And I don't you know think that's bad. I mean, if you want to go out there and just hit drivers all the time, go out and hit drivers all the time. But if you really want your handicap to be lower, you got to work on your short game. So what I always tell people to do is divide your practice time. Divide your practice time into thirds. One third with your full swing, one third with your short game, and one third with your putting. And if you do that, then you're you're going to have a, a lot better chance of of uh, lowering your handicap, playing better golf, shooting better scores, and you know. And, and as a result, you're going to probably end up enjoying the game of golf more. Now, three putts. Why is that so important? And you know, you'll hear people talk about how on the professional level, at the touring pro level, that it's more about ball striking. And you could you could say that. I mean, you you know, you can everybody can find statistics to back up just about anything that that they want to uh, you know talk about or have a theory for. But when I look at it, a key statistic for me is three putt avoidance, as I said earlier. And you don't have to look down the you know list of the world rankings uh, very far uh, to see a lot of names of great players who have really, really improved their three-putt avoidance, and it's vaulted them up the world golf ranking list. And I'll give you a little little list here. Uh, Webb Simpson is a, you know amazing year he's had, or a couple years he's had. He's 15th in the world golf rankings. Uh, 2018, he was 21st. That's hard to improve from 21st to 15th. That's a big jump. Uh, you know, and uh, a lot of it has to do with the fact that he finished second last year in three-putt avoidance. Now, in 2018, he was he was fourth. 2017, he was 96th. 2016, he was 163rd. And in 2015, when he was just like off the maps on the World Golf Rankings, I mean, he was 171st. Of course, that was when he had... You know, the, the, remember the long putter, the anchored putter, the USJ, my buddy's over at the USJ. I can't stand those guys, by the way. Uh, they took away the long putter, the anchored putter. They didn't take away the long putter. They'll tell you that. You can still use a long putter, but you can't anchor it. And that really put a hurting on Webb Simpson and, uh, you know, uh, Keegan Bradley and uh, a few, few others, no doubt about it. But Webb Simpson has overcome it. He's one of the amazing stories on the PGA Tour. He finished second last year in uh, three-putt avoidance. Dustin Johnson finished sixth last year in three-putt avoidance. You know, I mean, look at look at Dustin Johnson. I mean, he's ranked number one in the world for a, a lot of the last few years. Uh, Justin Rose, what a story he's been with the putter. Uh, he finished eighth last year in, in three-putter. Now, I'm just going right down, you know, if you'll notice, the kind of the world ranking list. You got Dustin Johnson. You got Justin Rose. How about Rory McIlroy? Ninth last year in three-putt avoidance. What a turnaround for Rory McIlroy in his putting. Of course, he's worked with Brad Faxon. Brad Faxon's done an incredible job. I am really high on Rory McIlroy. I love his attitude. But what you gotta love is the way he's putted. Ninth in three putt avoidance last year. So I mean, it's almost amazing. Think back a couple years to when he played out at the uh, AT and T at uh, Pebble Beach, the round at Monterey Peninsula. Remember when he four putted? He's on the front of the green and four putted. He's playing with his father in that round at the pro am there at the AT and T. I, I won't forget. I mean, that was a oh my goodness, what a couple strokes he put on them. What a turnaround he's had. 49th in 2018 in three-putt avoidance, ninth this last year. But you go back to 2017, he was 152nd in three-putt avoidance. 2016, he was 171st in three-putt avoidance. Now, these are numbers that are like, uh, you know, Webb Simpson kind of improvements. You just don't see that very very often. I mean, it's just amazing. But, but to me, and you can talk about ball striking, Roy McIlroy, you know, is is a phenomenal ball striker. There is no doubt about that. Number one strokes gained tee to green this last year on the PGA Tour. But ninth in three-putt avoidance. That is an unbelievable improvement. Kevin Kisner, of course, he won the match play term. He's 10th last year in three-putt avoidance. 
Ricky Fowler was 11. So, I mean, you got you got a lot of uh, big names, great names that are uh, sitting right up there at the top. And that key statistic that I look at, three-putt avoidance. Touring pros on average will three-putt about 2.5% of the holes that they play. The best on tour last year was Wyndham Clark. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I wouldn't know Wyndham Clark if I saw him. So Wyndham Clark finishes first on the PGA Tour in three putt avoidance, one point four four percent. He did not strike the ball great, but he finished sixty fourth on the, the tour for the FedEx Cup list. Pretty darn good first year on the tour. What he didn't do is he didn't throw shots away. He did not give shots up. He didn't, you know, piss shots away like a lot of players do and like uh, amateurs tend to do, just left and right with 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 three putts. The mean or the average on the PGA Tour for three putt avoidance is about two and a half percent. They take like the you know seventieth player on the PGA Tour, the, the rankings, right about right about in the middle somewhere. Maybe about two point six six, two point seven five, something like that percent. That's their percentage. You look at, at, at a, the average player, an 18, let's just call an average player an 18 handicap. 18 handicap shoots about, about 90. You know, par 72, 18 handicap shoots, you know, roughly about 90. Of course, it depends on the course rating and so on and forth. But let's just say an 18 handicap, a bogey golfer, that's just about average. Average, average handicap for male golfers, something like 16 and a half, 17 is right about there. And so the average player is going to shoot about, about 90. He's going to three-putt about 5% of the time. Now, now you got to question. <laughs> I'm going to kind of question these statistics because when you say an a, a, a amateur, a 19 handicap, three-putts 5% five, 5 of the time, I'm wondering how they came up with that statistic because most of the time amateur golfers are given one another putts. And they are very, very generous with the, uh, the, the the gimmies. So, I mean, are they really are they really three putting only five percent of the time? I mean, I, you know, one thing you see is that if you got to mark your ball and you got to put them all out, well, all of a sudden things are going to be a, a lot different. But but anyway, they, I, I I picked the statistic up somewhere. So five percent, we'll, we'll 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 call it five percent. I think it's probably higher. But if you look at the worst, the worst number of 188th on the PGA Tour last year in three-putt avoidance, that was Cameron Champ. Now, you know, a lot. remember Cameron Champ, the guy who hit it, uh, you know, the three miles, won the, the tournament in the, uh, the, the fall, the beginning of the wraparound season last year. We just tore it up. Uh, where was it? Down there in Mississippi or somewhere? We tore, tore it up. And everybody thought his guy, his guy's going to be unbelievable. Let me tell you what you're not going to be on the PGA Tour. You're not going to be unbelievable if you finish dead last in three-putt avoidance. But having said that, dead last in three-putt avoidance on the PGA Tour was 4.82%. So it's still quite a bit better. I mean, it's well, slightly better than, than say, the average player at, at at 5%, but that's an 18 handicap. But that's a lot of three-putting right there for a touring pro. A lot of three-putting. And those are strokes when you three-putt. Here's, here's the thing you got to consider when you three-putt. Not only are you you're, you're giving a shot away, and of course, you know, I mean, even, I remember when I used to go to golf tournaments every year, and I mean, I follow the PGA Tour, you know, forever. And you'd hear the gallery, you know, a guy would miss a putt, and everybody, you know, players walk in the next tee, and everybody goes, you can get it back, you can get it back. Well, let me explain something to you. You don't ever get it back. There's no getting back. Once a stroke is gone, it is gone. It's not all of a sudden coming back. It doesn't work like that. That stroke is gone. Now, you can, you can, you can birdie the next hole. If you just made a bogey, you can birdie the next hole. You can get back to even par. But you didn't really get that stroke back because it's a, a stroke that was gone. And here's, here's the problem with three-putting. When you, when you three-putt, and let's say a pro three-putts, and now he's one over par, to get back to even par, he hasn't gotten that stroke back, but he's gotten back to even par. 
You, you never get that stroke back. Remember that. But to get back to even par, here's what he's got to do. He's got to hit a good drive. He's got to hit a great next shot. And in all likelihood, he's going to have to make a putt that's considerably longer than the one he just missed in order to get that stroke back or to get back to even par after making a bogey. That's a lot of things that have to take place to get back to even par. Good drive, good second shot. You got to make a putt longer than the one you just missed. And that's why you can't go throwing shots away. You can't go pissing shots away with three putts. So it is a huge, huge, huge key, a huge key. Now, when you look at the the professionals, their percentage of putts that they make, and I think this would shock a lot of people, is not as high as as, as what people think. It is very high from short distance. Pros make about 96% of their putts from three feet, 88% of their putts from four feet, 77% of their putts from five feet. From eight feet, they make 50% of their putts. From 10 feet, 40%. 10 feet's not very far. I mean, three paces and a a foot. That's all it is. They make 40% from there. And then and you you can watch on TV and you do you watch tournaments on TV and these play, you know players are are making everything they look at and they've made they've made putt after putt after putt after putt. But remember when you're watching a tournament on TV you're watching the players who have literally putted the best that week. That's why they're on TV. You're you know they're. They're going to try to show you a bunch of players. But the fact of the matter is, is you're only going to watch a few players on TV on Saturdays and Sundays when you watch Terman on the PGA Tour. And you're watching everybody who's played the best. It's just, it's, it's that simple. Now, the, one of the reasons that they're on TV is because they're putting much better than the other players. And if you're making a bunch of putts inside of 10 feet, it doesn't mean necessarily that, that, they're going to all of a sudden crown you the best putter that's ever lived. What it means is, is that next week you're probably going to miss all those putts. Because remember, from eight feet, the pros make 50%. If a pro makes 10 eight-footers in a row, what that means is he's probably going to miss the next 10 in a row. And that's how he's going to get back to 50% because that's the average. So they ride the hot streaks. And if they're good, they ride the hot streaks to victory. If they're not so good, they ride the hot streaks to a good paycheck. But but they but they ride the hot streaks, and and that's 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 the way it works. But they don't they don't they don't make everything like people think they do. Amateur golfers make even less, obviously. I mean, you look at a at a, at a scratch player. I'm gonna give you some statistics. A scratch player from five feet is gonna make about sixty six percent of his putts. Remember, the pros made 77%. So you got a little drop off there. But 90 shooter, the 18 handicap, he's only making 50% from five feet. So you think about it. If you take an amateur that's that's got a, you know, an 18 handicap, shoots about 90, they lag the ball up there five feet from the hole. Every time they lag it up five feet from the hole, Every time they do that twice, they've got one three-putt. Pros only three-putt about 2.5% of the time. Amateur golfers three-putt all over the place. I mean all over the place. And if you look at, you look at from, from 15 feet, a touring pro might three-putt just 1% of the time, probably less than 1% of the time. A 90 shooter, an 18 handicap is going to three-putt that 5% of the time. When you get to 30 feet, a touring pro is going to three-putt that about 5% of the time. A 18 handicapper is going to three-putt that 18% of the time. Big, big difference. As the distances go up, the numbers just skyrocket for the average player. And when players three-putt, it, it boils down to one of two things. It doesn't matter what level you are of a player. Either you're not getting your first putt close enough 
or you're not making your, your short putts. It's just it's really that simple. So when you when you stop and analyze your game, and one of the things I want you know everybody to do if they, if you truly want to get better golf, here's what you do: you keep track of your three putts. Like I'll ask an amateur golfer, I say, you know, what did you shoot? And they'll say, I shot 88. I'm just picking a number out here. And I'll say, okay, how many penalty shots did you have? Oh, I don't, I don't know. How many two chips did you have? Oh, I, don't know. I have to count them up. How many three putts did you have? Oh, I had a bunch. And so what's a bunch? How many did you have? And they can't come up with a number. You need to immediately know how many three putts you had after every single round of golf because the first thing you have to do to get better at something is to realize you have a problem and you have to have some accountability. You have no accountability when you finish a round of golf and you just had six three putts, but you don't even know it because all you know is you had a bunch of them. Have a number. Every time you finish a round of golf, know how many times you three-putted for that round. And by the way, I count it as a three-putt, even when you're putting from off the green, if, if you have putted from a place that everybody would have putted from. In other words, let's say you're, you're two or three feet off the green. From two or three feet off the green, pretty much everybody is going to putt from there. So if you three-putt from there, that's a three-putt. You know, technically on the PGA Tour, if you three-putt from one inch off the green, it's not a three-putt. But we all know that is a three-putt, especially with the way the grass is mowing around the greens today. It's so short and so tight. That's a three-putt. Now, if you happen to be like five or six feet off the green, and some people would have chipped, and some people would have putted, and you elected to putt, and you three-putt, okay, I won't count that as a three-putt. But if you're putting from off the green, and you're putting from somewhere where everybody would have putted from, Count that as a three-putt. Have some accountability. Count your three-putts. Know where they're coming from. Did I not get my first putt close enough? Or did I not make the short putt? And then you know what to practice. When you practice your putting, you practice three kinds of putts. Long putts, lag putts, trying to get it close to the hole. Trying to get it into the distance that you know you can make. You practice your short putts so that you eliminate the three putts. Whatever distance it is that you start missing at, whether it's three feet, four feet, five feet, whatever it is, that's where you're going to practice your short putts. And then you practice the more makeable putts. And the makeable putts that I'm talking about are the ones that, uh, well, you know, the, the 10 to, you know, 12 foot range, somewhere in there. Practice that length because that's where you can you can start to make a score if you're lucky enough to get your short irons uh, close enough to the hole. And uh, that's going to be, be the way that you're going to really save shots and, and uh, slice shots off your game. When we come back, I'm going to give you some, uh, some drills that you can do and uh, tell you how I uh, practice my, my putting, something that's really, really helped me. We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Welcome back, everyone. Let's talk about how you can improve your putting and practicing and what you need to do to get better with it. One of the great things about putting is is that it's very, very unique. I mean, you see all different kinds of strokes. You see all different kinds of setups. Uh, There's a lot of variations. I mean, there's clearly not one way to swing a golf club. There is even more clearly not one way to, to putt. And the most important thing about putting by far is that you're consistent. I mean, if you do the same thing over and over and over again, regardless of your, your technique, uh, you can be a, a good putter. The most important thing is that you're consistent. Now, what most people will tell you, and I'll be one of them, is that when you have better fundamentals, you have a better chance to be more consistent. That goes without saying. But that doesn't mean that there hasn't been great putters who've had very, very weird-looking strokes in the past. Uh, so as long as you do the same thing over and over and over again, uh, that's the most important thing. I remember when uh, years ago we tested uh, Tiger Woods putting stroke on the SAM putting lab, which is a computerized system that measures over 20 different variables and is still used today by lots and lots of instructors. It's a great piece of equipment. But we tested Tiger's putting stroke, and, and it was it was great. I mean, the arc of his stroke was great. You know, he didn't take the club too much to the inside or too much to the outside. He let the club face open and close just gradually. The acceleration was great. The length of his backswing, follow-through length, those are all good things. But the thing that was the the, the most amazing about it was is how consistent he was. He did the same thing over and over and over again. The the tightest consistency of anybody that we ever tested by far. So that's that's the most important. Even if you don't have a great looking stroke, if you did the same thing over and over again, that's why one of the reasons when, you know, people always put a lot of emphasis on aiming. And I thought, well, okay, Uh, you know, I'm sure that's important and it is. But what's more important is that you're able to start the ball online. And a lot of great putters will aim the putter a little bit to the right or a little to the left and still start the ball online. I mean, you may aim it to the left and hit with a slightly open club face and start the ball online every time. As long as you do that, you're going to be a good putter. You may aim a little too much to the right and, and pull across to the left a little bit. But as long as you start the ball online, you're going to be a good putter. So the most important thing is that you have a technique that repeats itself over and over and over again. Obviously, the more you vary off of a, a norm with your aim, with your stroke, uh, with, with the, the you know length of your swing, speed of your swing, all these things, the more you, you, you vary off of a norm then theoretically, the more inconsistent you're going to be. So you want to, you want to have some technique, no doubt about it, but you want to have consistency. And, and the only way you get that really is through practice. I mean, I used to tell people all the time, I mean, there's like a certain amount of putts that you have to have hit in your lifetime 
in order to become a great putter. I mean, there, there's there's nobody that just is all of a sudden born with this amazing touch and they can, you know, just stand up over a putt and roll the ball the right speed every single time. That person just doesn't exist. It's a it's a learned skill and you learn it through through practicing and everybody has to practice. And that's why like like junior golfers, no matter how good they are, are always going to struggle with three putting and the consistency of the the uh, speed and length of their stroke because if you are, are trying to roll putts the right distance and you are inconsistent with the the, the speed you just need not you're never going to be able to do it i mean it's just it's not going to happen and the only way you can develop a feel is, is through practice so you have to putt and you putt and you putt and when you practice you have to practice different distances because that is really the essence of putting you have to be able to control your speed there are two elements in golf all of golf every shot in golf same thing distance and direction the most important aspect by far in determining your potential in the game overall i always tell people this is distance well then what's the most important factor in putting it's distance again it's getting the right speed Amateurs pay way, way too much attention to the line of their putt. They're obsessed with the line of the putt. Which way does this break? Where do I start this ball? I I didn't play enough break. I played too much break. And yet they just ignore the speed of their putt. So you have to pay attention to the the speed of your putt. And you have to practice. And you have to practice a lot. I mean, that's just the, the, the way it is. You want to be a better putter? Start off by practicing. But analyze your your game and your, your your putting in particular. If you're trying to work on that aspect of your game, analyze it and figure out what, where the issues are. Is, is my issue with an inconsistency of my stroke? Or is my issue just with the fact that I just don't have a, a good enough feel, a good enough touch? Uh, but it's one of those, one of those two things. Uh, there are a few different drills that you see players doing. Uh, first off, I, I, I tell people, you know, practice in thirds, one third long putts, one third short putts, whatever the, the range is that you tend to start missing at, and then one third in the makeable range, whatever that might be for you. Maybe it's eight to 15 feet, something like that. Around the 10 foot range is, is usually where people feel like, okay, they've got a, a, a better chance of making it. Now, you, you know, you're not gonna make a lot of them. The pros make about 40% from, from 10 feet. A scratch player makes about 33%. And uh, an 18 handicapper makes about 20%. So you're not going to make a ton of putts. But the range from 10 feet is about where you, you could start cashing in. You know, you get, you, you're going to make uh, you know, your birdies from, from that, that distance. At least you got a lot better chance. One in five if you're a 90 shooter. Uh, you know, three in, in, in 10 if you're a, a, a scratch player. You know, four in 10 if you're a, if you're a, a, a touring pro. Uh, those are the three distances that you should you should practice. Now, when you practice your your long putts, how do you do that? Well, what a lot of people do is they stand out there with a, a couple balls, and they cut two putts, and they chase it all over the putting green. Tiger used to do this, and it, it used to drive me crazy. I'm like, I'm like, my goodness! I mean, we just spent 30 minutes practicing, and you just hit, you know, 42 putts or something. I mean, it's just, it's not many putts. That's just, it, it's not how many minutes you, you spend practicing. It's how many putts you hit during that session. So you, what I like to do is stand in one place with a lot of balls and putt to different distances. Maybe you putt in different directions. So set a couple targets out there. You can put some tees in the ground or there's different holes on the putting green. You've got a... a, a bucket full, full of balls or a, a, a shag bag full of balls, which is better because when you practice your putting, you'd like to putt with all the same ball. You know, if, if you are, are somebody who, you know, uses a, a soft golf ball, putt with that soft golf ball. If you're somebody who uses a hard golf ball, putt with the hard ball when you're when you're practicing your putting. But don't get out there and practice with, with a bunch of different golf balls that are all different because they all have a different feel. You want to have the same feel, but take a few balls, set it there at, at, at different distances and go ahead and putt from those, those distances and try to get the feel 
from each distance. Hit one putt, you know, 15 feet, one putt 20 feet, one putt 30 feet, 40 feet, whatever it is. Vary your distance. And you could, if you want to hit two or three to one distance and get the feel zeroed in on that distance and then switch to a different target, that that's okay too. But the point is, is if you hit just a couple balls and walk around the green with it, you're, you're not getting much practicing in. You're getting a lot of walking in. If you hit, uh, you know, for five minutes to one target, one length target, well, everybody's going to zero in on their feel after a certain amount of time. So what you want to really do is, is you want to vary your targets and hit to different distances so that you can get the feel. One drill that you can do this with is called the ladder drill. And this is a drill that, uh, you know, I, a lot of players use. You putt as if it was a ladder. So you pick a distance to start with. Maybe it's it's five feet. And you hit the first putt five feet, you hit the next putt 10 feet, you hit the next putt 15 feet, you ne hit the next putt 20 feet, 25 feet, 30 feet, 35 feet, 40 feet, and on. That's a good drill. Uh, you can also vary that. You could hit, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 feet, then back it down, hit 125 feet, then take it up to 35 feet, then back down to 30 feet. Learning to vary the speed of your putts, which which is obviously determined by the length of your stroke, the speed of your stroke, and the solidness of your contact. Those are the three issues that you're dealing with. The length of your stroke, the, how solid your, your, your stroke is, your hit, are you hitting it in the center of the face? And then, obviously, the, the, the length of your stroke is, is a factor. So length, speed and how much you hit the ball in the center of the face. If you do those three things, you're going you're gonna to get better at, at controlling your distance. So those are, those are a couple of things you can do to practice the uh, distance putts, the lag putts. You're listening to the Hank Haney Podcast. Let's take a brief pause to hear from our sponsors. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today.
In terms of the, of the short putts that you hit, uh, the, the best drill that, that I've seen players do, there's really two of them. And the, the two greatest players in, in this generation have, have practiced these two drills extensively, and that's Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. Tiger would always practice his two-tee drill. What he would do is he'd take two tees, put one on each side of the golf ball, one off, uh, opposite the, the toe of the putter, and one opposite the heel of the putter, leaving just enough room for the putter to pass in between those two tees. And for him, that was just a sliver of daylight. That's all it took. He was that consistent. Now, for for you or for a lot of amateur golfers, you might start off with the tees a little wider apart. But what you're doing is, is you're making a gate that you swing the putter in between. And the idea here is if you can swing the putter in between those two tees of that little gate that you made, you're going to hit the ball in the center of the face. If you hit the inside tee, you'd hit off the toe. If you hit the outside tee, you'd hit off the heel. And if you hit in between the two tees, you got the ball in the center of the face. The, the goal is to hit it in the center of the face because with every putter today uh, that's made, I mean, there's no putter that, that doesn't have a sweet spot. And when you hit off the toe or you hit off the heel, you're going to lose distance. And the more you hit off the toe or the heel, the more distance you lose. Now, this is why you want the best putter you can, the most balanced putter you can, you can have. The better the balance on the putter, well, then the, the more solid the impact's going to be, the bigger the sweet spot's going to be, and the less variance you'll get in distance. I remember when, when I was growing up, a lot of players used the bullseye putter. I used one of those bullseye putters. That, that had the smallest sweet spot you could ever have. If you ever hit a putt on the toe or the heel, I mean, your distance from 15 feet, your distance might come up four or five feet short just because you hit it off the, the toe or the heel. So that, that's not good. You want that that putter to, to give you some forgiveness. So pick a putter that that has a, a generous sweet spot. And all these, these big-headed putters today are designed that way, to give you more of a generous sweet spot so that when you do miss hit, you will control your distance better. So you might want to look at, a, if you're having trouble with the speed of your putts and, the, and getting the distance right on longer putts, you might want to look at a, at a different putter. Try them out and do yourself a little test. Hit, you know, 10, 15, 20 balls and, and see what your pattern looks like. If your pattern is better with one putter th than another, then that's a good indicator that, that your sweet spot's better on, on that putter. But when you're practicing with this 2T drill, Tiger used to do it on short putts. He'd get a putt that was a dead straight putt. And the reason you want to putt a dead straight putt is because you want a putt that you know is, is not going to curve, you know, a putt you know you can make. But you're trying to get a reading uh, if you're doing something wrong, and whether you're missing to the right or to the left. With a straight putt, you immediately will know that. It's not going to boil down to, okay, I... I, I didn't play enough break or I played too much break or I didn't hit it at the right speed with a straight putt. Now, you know, if you did something wrong, that's why like the, the same thing holds true when you see players practicing in basketball, they'll tell you that if you want to work on your technique, practice a free throw, practice the straight shot, go straight at the basket and practice from there. You'll see if you miss long, short, right or left. It's easy. It's easy to see. Same thing with putting. So if you're working on your technique, find a straight putt to hit. So this, this drill, the 2T drill, 4 feet, 3 feet, 5 feet, whatever it is, and putt from that distance, try to swing the putter in between the two tees. Tiger used to do this drill every day before he played. He'd make 100 in a row. Now, he always felt like he was a right-handed putter. So when he putted, he would hit putts with his right hand only. He'd about hit about half the putts, 50 of them with his right hand only, and then he'd hit half the putts with, with both hands on the, on the club. Uh, that's a that's a great drill to do. It'll teach you to hit the ball in the center of the face. It'll give you confidence on the short putts to see the ball going in the hole. And if you happen to be doing something wrong, you'll you'll be able to do a quick diagnosis as to what's going on. I mean, obviously, if you're missing to the right or to the left, you you, you got a red flag going up there, and then you can you can address it with with uh, something you're doing with your aim or something you're doing doing with your stroke. All right, another drill that I used to see all the time was Phil Mickelson. And he would putt in a, in a circle, like a clock drill. And he would take like eight balls out there and he'd put them around the, the cup in a circle. And he'd start off with maybe like three feet and then move it back to four feet and five feet and six feet and seven feet and eight feet, nine feet, whatever. 
and he would put these balls around the hole in a clock. And the great thing about this is, is if you take a 360 degree circle around a cup, you're going to hit uphill putts. You're going to hit downhill putts. At some point, you're going to hit a straight putt because somewhere on that circle, there's a straight putt. You're going to hit a straight putt uphill. You're going to hit a straight putt downhill. And then you're going to hit right to left breaking putts and left to right breaking putts. And once again, it's great practice for your short putts. It's great practice for your reading the greens. It's great practice for your speed. It's a great diagnostic tool so that you can, can understand, okay, I'm having more trouble on my uphill putts than my downhill putts, or I'm having more trouble on my right-to-left putts than my left-to-right putts. Start off from a certain distance, like, say, three feet, and then work your way back a foot every time. When you, if you got eight balls out there and you make eight in a row, move back a foot. You make eight more in a row, move back another foot. You make eight more in a row, move back another foot. And see how far you can get away from the hole and making making all those those putts. That's a that's a great drill. Phil Mickelson used to practice that drill all the time, and he hit so many putts, so many putts with that drill. And I always thought, man, that is a great way to practice because in, he is really using his time efficiently and hitting a lot of putts. Remember, that's the key. You've got to hit a lot of putts if you want to make more putts. If you don't. Uh, hit those putts. Your feel is not going to be good, and if you don't have the feel, you don't have uh, you don't have putting. That's just uh, that's that's the bottom line. Hopefully, everybody will work on their putting because this is an important uh, part of the game. Goes without saying, forty percent of your shots, uh, regardless of the level that you play at, it's going to be somewhere along that line. Uh, eliminating three putts, as I say, one of the big big keys. Three big keys to golf. Eliminating penalty shots, eliminating two chips, and eliminating three putts. I really feel like the low-hanging fruit for most amateur golfers is three putts. If you could just knock off your three putts, you're gonna you're gonna be doing so much better. But remember, uh, create some uh, accountability when you get done with your round. You want to obviously know what you shot, but you'd also want to know how many how many times did you three putt. Not I don't I don't care how many putts you made at first. Let's not worry about that. Let's first eliminate the three putts. That's where you're going to really make up the strokes. Because remember, once you get outside of, of, you know, 20, 30, 40 feet, you're not going to make many putts. I mean, amateur golfers out at 20 feet make about 6% of their putts and an 18 handicapper. That's not many. You're not going to make a lot of putts. But if you're three-putting at a rate that amateur golfers tend to three-putt at, which is pretty darn high. I mean, at 30 feet, uh, an 18 handicapper is going to three-putt 18% of the time. That's a high, 30 feet, that's 10 paces. I mean, that's not very far. So my point is is, is this, if you're always trying to make putts, you can't can't get ahead in that game. I mean, if you're three-putting at at 10, you know, to 15% of the time, and you're three-putting at 18% of the time when you get outside of 30 feet, which is not very far, and you're three-putting at 50% of the time at 60 feet, that's an 18 handicap average right there, there's no amount of putts that you can make that make up for those three putts. I used to tell people, it doesn't matter how many putts you make, just eliminate the three putts. That's where you're going to really gain the strokes. I remember this, and, and it, I use that same message with, with Tiger Woods. Steve Williams used to keep statistics about Tiger and his and his game when Steve was his caddy. And one of his statistics that he kept was about Tiger's three-putting. Now, during the last three years I helped Tiger Woods and was coaching him, he, he won 45% of his tournaments, which is just an astronomical figure when you consider the fact that Jack Nicklaus won 12% for his career. Tiger was on a clip winning 45% of the time. But Steve Williams kept statistics, and the statistics said if Tiger didn't three-putt, if he didn't three-putt, he would have won 85% of the time during that stretch. It was an unbelievable statistic. And I remember at the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines when Tiger won on a broken leg. And he got done with that tournament, and he said to me, I really putted good. And I didn't say anything. And he looked at me and said, what, you didn't think I putted good? I said, yeah, I mean, you putted okay. I said, you made a, you made a bomb on, on 13, that long par 5 with the, the – Ravine in front of the green. He made a bomb there. 
I said, you made a bomb on 18 on Saturday. I said, but you know what you did? You, th- you three-putted number, number 10 from, from like 15 feet. I said, and at the end of the day, a three-putt on 10 from 15 feet and a 70-foot make on 13 is just four putts in two holes. If you didn't three-putt from 15 feet on 10, you wouldn't have had to make the 70-footer on 13. And is it easier to two-putt from 15 feet, or is it easier to make a 70-foot putt? And the answer to that is very, very clear. It's easier to two-putt from 15 feet. Eliminate your three-putts. Your scores are going to come down. You're going to play better golf. And it's really, really that simple. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.